Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. You already know what it is. It's your boy LS3. Welcome to Medicine Ball. Another week, another opportunity to be great and better yourselves. Before we get it started, you already know. Let that beat drop. Yes, welcome, Medicine Ball, with your boy LS3. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome to Medicine Ball, where we focusing on giving your brain a six pack. What does that mean? That means working out your mind, your mental, how you think, and how you live. Here at Medicine Ball, we talk about mental health. Whether you're one of the millions of Americans who are diagnosed with one of the many, many mental health illnesses, or you know someone who's suffering and may not be diagnosed, this is your place. Now, let me be clear. I am no doctor, no psychiatrist, no psychologist. I, however, have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder 1 for 15 years, and I have an interesting insight on therapy, medications, and dealing with the disease, and I was forced to change my perception, the way I deal with things, and the way that I go about life in order to live in peace and suffer a lot less. So if I can do it, I know y'all can. So whether you're new or somebody who's part of the family, you could have chose to be anywhere in the world at this time, and you chose to be here, and I never take that lightly. I appreciate that. This week's episode, the penalties of greatness. That's right. As you better yourself and you learn more and obtain more knowledge on how to deal with people and become empathetic and a more reasonable and rational person, you will face opposition to people who don't understand. But the responsibility is on you to be the bigger person. Let's go. Welcome, welcome. You already know Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. And I'm going to get right into a story for y'all today. This is the story of the mice and the weasels. The weasels and the mice were always up in arms against each other. In every battle, the weasels carried off the victory as well as a large number of mice which they ate for dinner the next day. In despair, without knowing what else to do, the mice called a council. And there it was decided. The mouse army always loses and is always beaten because it had no leaders. So a large number of generals and commanders were appointed from among the most eminent mice. To distinguish themselves from the soldiers in the ranks, the new leaders wore on their heads lofty crests of ornaments of feathers or straw and things of that nature. Then after a long preparation of the mouse army and all of the arts of war, they sent a challenge over to the weasels. The weasels accepted the challenge with eagerness, for they were always ready to fight when a meal was in sight. They immediately attacked the mouse army in large numbers. Soon, the mouse front line gave way before the attack and the whole army fled for cover. The privates, they easily slipped into their holes, but the mouse leaders could not squeeze through the narrow openings because of their headdresses. And not one of those leaders was able to escape the teeth of the weasels. Moral of the story, greatness has its penalties. Ladies and gentlemen, greatness has its penalties. Let's get into that. So... When you dare to be great or you decide you want to stand up and lead and be different and stand by your convictions. And if you're somebody who's whether you're dealing with a mental health illness or not, if you're somebody who makes a decision to look at things from a different perspective, look at them objectively or somebody who understands how to read people. Unfortunately, the responsibility does then fall onto you to be the bigger person in all situations. Now, we're going to get into this because there's a lot of gray area there. You know, there's things that can, should be taken into the account. With me, a person like me who's diagnosed as bipolar, 
I see all the time from people who I am friends with and maybe just be casual associates with saying things constantly about depression, about bipolar specifically, uh, make a joke about schizophrenia. Oh, she's crazy. She must be schizophrenic and not knowing what's going on. Now, me personally, I don't get offended. Well, I'm going to in most cases, I don't get offended because I know the person that I'm dealing with. I'm able to know that it's on my responsibility to analyze the type of person who just made that statement. Are they a person who's considered empathetic? Are they a person who's able to look at things objectively? Are they a person who's likely to get upset if, say, for instance, they had a child or someone who was not as mentally developed? And, you know, and that kills me. Like, it will be people who will say something like, man, she's bipolar, she's crazy, but then may have a son or a daughter. And if you say the word, and I don't say this word, but for the sake of this discussion, retarded, they'll get up in arms about it. But see, even in that situation, I'm like, this person right here is not a person who's really thinking things all the way through. For you to make fun or light of bipolar or schizophrenia or depression, but then be gung-ho about maybe mental retardation or someone being developing a little bit slowly, your, your morals and your values are everywhere. All right? So... The thing is that you got to understand, and again, you have to know where you are on your journey. I am a person who meditates daily. I meditate on empathy. I meditate and, and, and do mantras, and when I'm doing my Chinese uh, meditation balls, on not being judgmental. So you have to know who you are, because I'm able to say that in a non-judgmental way. I'm able to look at that particular situation, look at that particular, what the, what, what's going on with that, okay, she has someone who's going through this, yet she says this, he or she says this, they're all over the place. That doesn't mean I judge them and everything they say is all over the place unless they put that out there that everything they say is all over the place. And it basically comes down to the responsibility of greatness, man. If you're going to be somebody who wants to be a thinker and be knowledgeable, you have to have an amazing amount of restraint, patience, empathy and understanding i am a person who is diagnosed in my family as bipolar and i still have conversations with my father and some of the people in my family right now where even though i'm the one who has gone through and does occasionally still get the anxiety and the depression and thing like that i have to be the empathetic person to break down to somebody who's quote-unquote normal why they should be empathetic in certain situations with people. I was talking to my father and, you know, I have four older sisters and a younger brother. And I had to make clear to him that I wasn't cutting no slack coming up. And in his mind, he was like, we did everything we could for you. But did you see what he didn't understand is when you're dealing with a bipolar disorder and I had to break this down. And after all these years, I still have these conversations with him, man. That person who's possibly diagnosed, it is something really going on there. And it really takes them a lot of energy just to put on this face and on this image of being okay. Just to get out of bed and do things that the average person takes for granted that they're able to do with no depression or anxiety. Man, it takes energy. So I had to break down to him like, yo, listen, it may take me in some situations 30 minutes before I even got to get up to go, you know, where I was working at whatever time at that time in the morning, 
It may take me 30 minutes to even get in my head that today is going to be a good day and not be depressed. It may take me 30 minutes to just be like, yo, you got this worried, anxious feeling, but it's really for no reason. On top of all of that, I have to go through, as he would say, the things everybody else goes through. You're right, but everybody else, and there's varying levels of mental health disorders. Everybody else doesn't go through that. So... When you're a person who's more knowledgeable, and I'm starting to accept that and understand that more, especially me, and I'm able to think on the even further outside and be like, maybe I carry myself in a way that they may not know what's going on. You know, even now with the friends and the people I deal with, I'm constantly, and I want to be careful when I say this, I'm constantly judged as if I'm not diagnosed as bipolar, as if I can't get depressed or I can't get angry. And this goes back to the first episode where I talked about the offensive line and having to be a selfless person. Nobody's going to pat you on the butt for being able to get up in the morning when you feel like you may want to kill yourself. And, you know, I was speaking to my father. I was like, yo, when these people go out here and they have these mental breakdowns where they may, you know, do something violent, whether it be a mass shooting or, or, or something that's just out of control, that doesn't happen overnight. Nobody, I mean, to my knowledge, gets diagnosed as bipolar and then the next day they're out ready to shoot their family up or something like that. It don't it doesn't work like that. It usually comes over a time where, you know, your family just doesn't understand or the people closest to you just cannot wrap their mind around it. And I want to make this very clear to anyone who doesn't know what it's like to be, have a mental health disorder. Yo, we struggle. We struggle. And I'm torn a lot because. I'm in this place to where, yeah, I have kind of a better control of it and I don't want it to be made a crutch or a handicap, but really it could be. It's hard for that person, that person where you're like, man, why you can't just do your work every day? Do you realize that this person was ready to come in here and do something to y'all or do something to themselves? And you don't even know why, because you can't understand what it's like to be depressed, you, you, you see what I'm saying? You don't understand what it's like to feel hopeless out of nowhere. It may be the smallest thing. You know, a girl that you like may not like you the same way or she may go get with another dude or cheat on you. That might affect you differently if you have, um, you know, suffer from the anxiety of the depression. That could send you in a slump. I know a lot of times when I deal with my relationships, you know, I have been guilty in the relationships of women saying, well, you just don't care. Uh, you're not fighting, you're not, and it's like, yeah, that's for me, because if I go too deep into caring with us not working out, I'm going to be depressed long way further than you are, by the, yeah, you might not be over it now, but I guarantee you'll be over it way longer and way after me, if you want to be great, if you want to be this new thinker, if you want to be a person who understands people, and you want to understand how people are, personality types, it's a very, very, very heavy responsibility. And I need you guys to know that when you're a person who asks questions, people are going to look at you and call you. If you ask questions about religion, a non-believer, anytime you question someone, it's human nature for people to automatically go into defense instead of be on the facts, you know, facts over emotion. You've got to have facts over emotion. So in this story, we just talked about, you know, the leaders were chosen. But the leaders ultimately got sacrificed. If you want to be great, it's going to come with some type of penalty. You will be criticized. I myself, and I'll go into this more into the next egg, am like criticized times too. Because it's kind of like, 
Yeah, because I'm able to vocalize myself in a particular way, because I'm able to point out ways of thinking, ways of acting, ways of doing things. It's like, oh, OK, so since you know that you're not really bipolar. No, I'm still bipolar, man. I'm just not struggling as much as others who may not know how to change their thinking or the way that they perceive things. So I realized even by coming out on this platform in a way I'm pretty much telling the world in the world's eyes. And I've never said this, but in the world's eyes of a person who doesn't think they're looking at it as a me saying I'm cured from bipolar. Oh, you're able to think in these abstract ways. Oh, you're able to look at things from this beautiful point of view. And I often get caught in that. And I recently had a situation with someone and I appreciate them because they brought that to my attention, how that can look on the outside looking in. But it's not fair. But when you're trying to do something great, you know, it's going to be some bumps in the road. So I want you guys to know, and that's what we're going to talk about in the rest of this episode. When you step up to be that person who decides you're not going to be angry, you're not going to be critical of someone, you're not going to be judgmental of someone. You got to also understand that if you're thinking that way, the average person isn't. And so they're not going to react in the way that you think. It's going to be totally illogical. It's going to be, you know, you might even feel, I know sometimes I often feel guilty with the way that I think and the way that I do things. But then I understand people listen to the podcast. They listen to the things that I say. They see that I'm able to speak in a certain type of way. Uh, He's okay. But what they don't see is the work behind the scenes. They don't see the making of those headdresses, which is ultimately going to get us killed. They don't see the hours of meditation, which is why I'm vocal with you guys about that. They don't see the hours of research of me just looking up personality types, me looking up stories and situations and things like that. All the work behind the scenes that goes in me to getting to this place where I am. So in the next day, say we're going to talk about what you're going to face a lot of the times. And we're going to also keep in a humble mind frame and understanding that, yeah, just because I think this way, and that's the other thing that I understand as well, just because I think this way and I speak a certain way, I know when I'm wrong. I know that in the bigger scale of things, I know nothing. And because of that, I thirst for knowledge. I want more. But we're going to talk about that. So I'm going to let you guys know if you're, you know, and especially if you're somebody who's dealing with a mental health illness, you almost got to be superhuman level because you have to deal with your mental health illness. And then you have to change your thinking in a way to kind of outthink these things that can bring on a depressive episode or an anxiety episode. And we're going to get into that next. All right. So this is the first set. Greatness comes with penalties, man, and we're going to continue to discuss it. Check this beat out. Medicine Ball with LS3. Thank you for rocking with me. We're going to be right back after this. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, welcome back, Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. If you're in the shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome back to Medicine Ball. We'll be focusing on giving your brain a six-pack in this week's episode, episode 19. The penalties of greatness. That's right, on your ascent to, to greatness, you will not go unscathed. You will not be unbothered. You will not go without facing criticism and people who don't understand the way you think. But we're going to talk about that, man. We're going to talk about it. So, I read somewhere something to the effect of, you know, it's easy to be friends with those who want to be friendly, but you got to be special to be friends with those who don't like you. And, you know, um, 
even with me, and I'm not like super duper religious, but I, I have a belief in God. And, you know, I have a belief in the teachings of the Bible. And one of the things that always stuck out to me, man, and I fight with it every day is, and I might not be getting it right, but if, 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 if your brother slaps you in the face, how often should you let them slap you? How often do you turn the other cheek? And Jesus says something like forever, always be the bigger person. Now, as us being humans, you know, that I don't think is something that's feasible, to be honest with you. I don't I don't see that as being something that's possible. But a couple of things you got to know, man, when you go to, uh, you know, becoming a thinker and a person who is empathetic and it's really your empathy allows you to understand people in a way, but it can't come off judgmental. You know, and I learn with myself, like often I'm very, very selective on the people that I speak with about certain things. If I'm going into something deep, I make sure that I speak into an individual who can at least speak with me on that level. It's just like if we were talking to sports, let me put it in a sports relation. If we're talking sports, the people who don't know what the quarterback and running back do, I'm maybe going to talk to them about a touchdown. You see what I'm saying? But the people who understand schemes and defenses, okay, now I'm going to talk to you about linebackers and secondaries. And the people who understand it on another level from that, then I'm going to talk about personnel and blitz packages. You see what I mean? You got to put yourself in that situation because one thing, and this again is something that I'm aware of, and I say everything humbly, like I know nothing. I'm not a millionaire. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not super duper successful or anything like that. I'm just a guy who's trying to think in a way and change and, and was forced to change the way that I was thinking in order to suffer less with my mental health disorder. If I wanted to be depressed less, I knew I had to change my thinking. So the first thing you got to realize is intellect, man. You know, a lot of people talk about self-esteem, but there's another self-esteem that I'm aware of as well, and that's intellectual self-esteem. So a lot of people, you know, and again, we're talking about intellect here, not looks. There's two different levels. A lot of people feel some way about how smart they are sometimes, which to me is weird because I almost feel like if there's something I don't know, man, we live in a digital age where you don't even have to type anything. You can literally okay Google and as I say that, my phone went on, literally do that and ask, like, when I help, like, some of my younger people, uh, some, some of the younger people with their homework and stuff, I'm like, man, if I had, okay, Google or Siri or something, there it goes again, Siri or something like that, man, I would have went to Harvard, I would have went to Harvard, you can ask everything, so, you know, it, it bothers me in a way sometimes that people who have a low self-esteem when it comes to their intelligence or their education, like, you can do things, you don't have to go to college, you can, hell, I'm learning Spanish right now, man. The same amount of Spanish that you can go to college and pay for, I'm learning it on a free app, and I'm becoming quite fluent in it. The, the possibilities are endless, and we got to keep that in mind. But when you start talking about things, and I fought with this a lot, when it came to hanging around maybe some of my sides of family who were more street-oriented, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. Everybody does what they do. I'm not saying that in a judging way. I'm just saying that in a way to be aware of what's going on. Again, the responsibility is on you as the thinker, as the person who understands, to know your audience. So I had to be careful. Like, I had a bad habit, and I didn't mean nothing by it. Like, you know, a lot of my family is from this, right here from Atlanta, Georgia, man, and they got this thing where... Like, when they say street, STs, they can't pronounce it some of them all the time. It's like, they'd be like, I got to cross the street. 
or I want strawberries. And I'll be like, strawberries? And I'm like, oh, you, oh, college facehead. You, you know what I mean? That kind of reaction from it. So the first thing you got to understand is when you're dealing with people who are not on the level of thinking that you are, which more often than not, and that's not to say that they're stupid or anything like that. It's just to say that they're not maybe able to look at things as objectively as you. You got to know what you're talking about, man. You know, um, if you're talking with the person and you start talking in a way that they're going to find condescending. And I often have that. Like I speak with people in an intelligence and, and it's weird with me because I can go either way. I'm good in the street, but I'm good in the boardroom. You know, so it's like you got to understand how you're speaking with people and how it can be taken. And I think the first overall thing and let me just backtrack real quick. The first overall thing is you got to know yourself and be comfortable with yourself and your morals and know that when you're discussing things with people, know deep down in your heart and also be that person who's not judgmental. Be that person who's not casting judgment, who's not talking down with people. You have to have a firm understanding that you're not doing anything in a malicious way, because if not, You'll be stuck in this place of feeling bad and not wanting to talk to anybody because you're afraid they're going to take it a certain way. You have to be comfortable enough with yourself and know, well, hey, if I'm going to dispute this or, hey, if I'm going to say something to this person or bring up a point with this person, you know, they may take it a certain type of way, but I'm not doing it out of of of, of maliciousness. And, um, you know, we'll talk about that in another podcast. Intentions aren't always enough. You got to execute properly. You know, just because you got good intentions, you got to execute. The first thing you got to realize is a lot of people are going to give you the know it all thing. Right now, this is something that I've dealt with my entire life, but. I just didn't have as much of an understanding as I do now, so it's just like. If you ask me 10 questions and I get nine of them right and you want to call me a know-it-all, I mean, like, if that's what you want to call it, then that's cool. I can't hope that that I, I, I want to go get knowledge and whatnot, but you can if that's something you want to do. So I had to get away from that know-it-all. Even as I do this podcast, man, people are calling me Dr. LS3 and just Dr. Phil, just a little funny stuff and whatnot like that. And early on in the podcast, I started feeling bad about it, man. I was like, man, I'm not trying to be that person. Like, I don't know it all. I probably suffer and struggle more than you guys even know with the anxiety and the depression and beating myself up. So I struggle with that. But after a while, I had to understand that, hey, man, I'm taking the time out to further my knowledge, to make sure I'm doing things the right way. The things that I talk about and and, and kind of the strategies and the ways that I look at things, I've, I've read many of books. I read books every day. I research this stuff. If I'm dropping numbers or something like that, I research it. So if you ask me, I'll give you guys an example, right? Um, And I think I gave this example in, in, in one of the other podcasts, but it's just like, you know, I like to go to the mountains. So sometimes when we go to the mountains, I used to always see those wires with those little orange orange kickball looking things on them. And I just didn't know. So I think I was in a situation where I was with some other people after I had went and found out. And they were like, man, what are those for? And I was like, oh, man, well, from what I understand, you know, they help to uh, land planes or so the planes can planes can see over the mountain. Oh, you a know it all. You just know it all. And I'm just like, dang, man, dude, I wasn't trying to be a know it all. So you got to get ready to get ready for that know it all thing. And just know that if you don't mean anything maliciously, if you're not trying to be a smart outlet, if you're not trying to talk down to someone or make someone feel stupid, man, stand behind your principles because you're going to need that. And this is also going from anybody who's dealing with anxiety and whatnot. If you're changing how you're thinking so that you're not going to be dealing with the 
depression and whatnot, stand behind your beliefs. Be able to have conversations with people and accept and hear what they say without accepting it. My bad. You're going to hear it without accepting, necessarily accepting it. Just like my father tells me to this day, I feel like, uh, you know, anything you went through is just called manning up. Like, that sounds ludicrous to me, my dude. You like, I sometimes I'll be thinking to myself, like, some people who act so tough, and not to say him is acting tough, but some people who seem so tough, I know that if they were in my head on my darkest hours, they would crumble. They would cry. They would go into just crying and uncontrollable crying. They might want to kill themselves. If you were in my head in my darkest times or when I get depressed or when I'm feeling anxious or I'm hopeless, you couldn't handle that. You couldn't handle that. So don't I, I don't I don't take it. I take it with a grain of salt because I just know, my dude, if you could just live this, you it eat your lunch. You know what I mean? So get ready for the know-it-all thing. That was the number one. The, no, the second part was you got to have a firm understanding and foundation and belief in who you are, what you believe in, what you're trying to do. If you're a person who, who's, you know, maybe got into an argument and you apologize and you know, like me, I know I can apologize and move on for stuff from stuff quick because I know I'm going to go back later. You know, I compartmentalize it. I'm going to go back later and be like, okay, this person said that I was being a jerk. What was I'm doing? I don't, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I do, I do. For sure, don't depend and count on nobody else to do that. There are people who do that, but I don't give people the benefit of the doubt of doing that because if you do that, you're going to upset yourself. So you got to know who you are. So when I get into it with someone and they say something like, man, you're always talking down on me. And it's like, you know, even with that, like because I am able and people don't understand when you're honest with yourself, when you're able to look yourself in the mirror and be dead ass honest about your flaws and the things that you're bad at and you need to work on and the personality traits about yourself that are horrible. When you're able to accept those and look at yourself and identify them, they become glaring in other people. So, for instance, if I know that I need to work on writing things down and maybe, um, you know, following through on things and I know that I'm bad at that is something I work on. Then a person who tells me they're a great person at planning stuff, you're not going to be able to tell me that if I see you constantly running around with your like a chicken with their head cut off when it comes time to plan stuff. It's not that I'm looking for it. It's just that it's, it, I don't know. It's the penalties of greatness, man. You start to see things. So you got to understand and take everything with a grain of salt. So, you know, those three, three things. Um, uh, what, what else? Uh, the other thing is you got to be empathetic, man. Don't expect from people the things that you expect from yourself. You feel me? Like I, I like, I, and that's going to be something we're going to talk about in another podcast, asking things of people that you don't require of yourself. So if you ask somebody to be an honest person and you're not an honest person, that's a contradiction, man. You can't do that. And that's why I kind of watch what I say. Even when I'm on social media, man, I see stuff on social media every day and people who know me know I am a guy who can joke you for days and I'm going to get a good joke and I'm I'm, I'm going to ride it. Like I'm into battle rap. I'm into words. I'm into metaphors. Like my vocabulary is out there. So it's like I'm going to catch on to something and I'm quick with it too. And I can just drill you with that until you're ready to fight or something. So since I know I'm like that, I, 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 I control myself. You see what I'm saying? I see stuff on social media every day. Where people, and I'll give y'all an example. I'll give y'all an example because I've been wanting to speak on this. The people who criticized Jay-Z for joining up with the NFL, but didn't stop to realize that Jay-Z ultimately played a hand in the reason that Colin Kaepernick got that workout. 
it went straight from not even being like my bad Jay-Z to why the NFL is doing Colin Kaepernick wrong, which I don't think they are. I, I, I take you at a different grain of salt because I know what kind of level you're, you're on. And I'm not going to go too far with it because I'm going to touch on that in my last seg. I'm going to use two examples of how think people look at things and what it really is and why I ignore and refuse to respond to certain things. I don't... I, you got to know who you're dealing with, man. As you become more intellectual, as you become more empathetic, you got to understand that person who just said that foul thing, bro, I don't know what happened. Your brother might have got kidnapped. Your mom might have died. You might have, so I just, and, and again, it's a thin line because you don't want to be a pushover, but you got to understand what's worth it and what's not, man. Like, when you get into these long, drawn-out arguments with somebody and their morals and their basis for stuff, and I'm going to go straight into this. I promise you in this next seg, we're about to get it, we're about to get it going. The, once you start hearing yourself and hearing how to th- you're going to realize, like, yo, it's not even worth it to fight this battle. And then you start, you know, me, I personally start thinking, like, what am I gaining from this? You know what I'm saying? Like, am I going to get paid off of this? Is, is, is this going to get me some more people to listen to the podcast? Is this going to make me sleep better at night? You got to know what's going on. So as you guys go on this new thinking stage, as you're able to step back and look at people who, for instance, man, I get mad. And when I get mad, I can have a bad mouth. But like there's a word that people use to describe people who are homosexual that I don't even say. I don't even say I can get completely angry and I will not drop that word, man. And and it's almost like. You should kind of kind of probably feel the same way when it comes to just saying schizophrenic or bipolar or something, because there's probably more people who are suffering from those things than there are people who are in the uh, LGBT community. I don't know what the letters are, but, you know, it's just certain things I'm not going to say. Like, I, I you got to watch what you say. You got to you got to really walk what you walk, talk what you want when you greatness and it will be sacrifices, man. There will be some downsides to greatness. There are penalties to greatness. Be aware of it. Stay yourself. And remember whatever your bigger picture is. You got to know those things. All right. So just a real quick recap, man. We talked about a couple of things in a seg. Um, One of the things was knowing who you are when you go into these situations, especially when you're one somebody who wants to become more empathetic and more understanding of dealing with people, judging situations and all of that. You got to know who you are ahead of time. So that way, when the backlash comes, you're not at conflict with yourself of who you are and what your morals are. That's number one. Number two is prepare for it, especially if you're somebody who's going to talk about things on a different level. People are going to call you a know it all. They're going to say you feel like you know it all. They might, you know, it's kind of like intelligence bashing. I don't even know what to call it, but don't take that no kind of way. If you're not trying to down talk no one or sound condescending to them or make them sound stupid, if you got to do it from a good place, you know, again, like I said, with my cousins with the strawberry and strawberry thing, that's just like people who say specific ocean. I'm like, Pacific? Oh, you're know it all. No, dude, I don't want you to say that in front of a business meeting and you don't get the job because you don't know how to pronounce it right. But people don't think that. So you got to be that. The responsibility is on you. All right. So that was the next time. Be prepared for the know it all thing. Um, The third thing is, man, you got to kind of value it out man you gotta you kind of value it out uh no the third thing was you got to know what levels to talk to people on i'm sorry my bad you got to know what levels to talk to people on i did the uh sports analogy if you're talking to someone who barely knows what a quarterback and a running back is then probably going to stick with the conversation around maybe something as simple as a touchdown you got to know who you're talking with and, and and how you're talking to them and then that last thing was man 
just 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 be prepared for it man greatness is something not to be taken lightly what are you gaining from it be prepared for it. people if you're questioning things people are going to get defensive what are you gaining from it is it worth it because this girl wants to go talk about somebody's spelling on facebook when while she's talking about somebody's spelling, she's spelling things uh, incorrectly herself, and you know for a fact that that little red line was up under it when they was when they were spelling it and they pressed post anyway. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna argue with you about spelling anything. All right. Anyway, medicine ball with your boy LS3. The penalties of greatness. Check this beat. We'll be right back with the third and final segs. And yo. I've been kind of avoiding any kind of touchy subjects and situations and topics, but we about to get right into them. So don't touch that. Check this beat and we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, Medicine Ball, with your boy LS3. If you're in the shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome back to Medicine Ball. We'll be focusing on giving your brain a six-pack. Episode 19, the penalties of greatness. You will not go unscathed on this ascent to being great, to being a better person, to being an understanding, empathetic thinker. You will not go unscathed. You will not go uncriticized, man. And we talking about it. And I've been holding back on a couple of things for a few weeks, man. And we're going to address them all right here. That's right. I try not to get into these topics because most people don't understand. But since I had this platform, I'm going to get into them. And we're going to talk about them, man. So let's get right into it, man. The first thing I want to address is the Colin Kaepernick situation, man. The Colin Kaepernick situation. And my point for addressing these things is to show you the way I think. And this is just me. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm just showing you the way I think and why I'm not going to go argue with somebody or even have a discussion with somebody who doesn't think this way. So the first thing's first. I'm a huge Jay-Z fan, right? Now, as of late, you know, I'm not on him as much as I was, but, like, I believe in the stuff that Jay-Z does. So when I saw everybody getting on him for the Roger Goodell uh, meeting and all of that, I reserve judgment. I reserve judgment because there's a couple of things I realized. Number one, the people who harping the most about it have never can't even fathom being in the situation to have the type of money and power that Jay-Z has to what they would do in that situation. It's easy to be sitting over here making $35,000 a year to say what you would do if you was a billionaire. That's number one. But on top of all of that, to me, for me to have a conversation with somebody about Colin Kaepernick who was cussing out Jay-Z, if you didn't stop immediately on that same platform where you chumped out Jay-Z and denigrated him and say, Colin Kaepernick has been gone for three years. For three years, he didn't have any type of workout. Jay-Z shows up, and in that season, he has a workout. Now, me as a logical person and knowing how things know, even though I don't have no solid evidence, I know Jay-Z was like, yo, we ain't letting this slide. Get his dude a workout. Period. And even if he didn't do it, he had some influence. Colin Kaepernick has been out of the league for three years. 
You're not going to tell me it's some kind of coincidence that Jay-Z gets in this year, Colin Kaepernick gets his workout. So if you ain't stop right then and be like, yo, big ups, Jay-Z, for getting this man his workout, I'm not even willing to go into the rest of the conversation about how Colin Kaepernick ultimately made a fool of himself. So I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a businessman. And the people who are saying the NFL is wrong and all of that, man, let's, let's look at a couple of facts, man. Facts over feelings, over emotions, man. Number one, Colin Kaepernick is half white. And he's trying, that's probably not the person to be leading a movement for some people who aren't in that situation. You feel me? So it's just like, and I'll do y'all one more. Colin Kaepernick ended his career, I believe, on like one, one in 10. You're a quarterback. I've played football. I've been on the field. I've been in that huddle. You can't even lead men. You can't even lead men. What make you think you're going to be able to lead a black rights movement, bro? That's number one. If y'all want to just keep it real with the facts, bro, if this if this dude Colin Kaepernick was, for instance, Lamar Jackson, somebody who was winning, he would have got away with doing what he was doing. But, bro, you can't lose and then be like you can't even lead men. So you feel me? You was about to lose your job. Ain't nobody buying nothing from a backup quarterback. That's number one. Number two is, let's think about this, man. I'm a businessman. I'm able to look at entrepreneur, uh, employees, employers, and understand that. So I want you, everybody to stop right now and just think about this, man. You own a business. Your employee sues you. Not only do they sue you, they win. So they have to pay, you have to pay your employee uh, who was working for you. They talk all this trash. You know. They kind of. Not too. Nothing too heavy. And then all of a sudden. They're cool with somebody of power. Who merges with your company. That person who merges with your company. Is like yo. I'm powerful. I got money. If you want to work with me. You got to get this guy another interview. Now say for instance. You. 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 You are a vegetarian company. All right. You get this person who sued you and you had to pay an interview and they wear a, a I love carnivore shirt to the interview. Not only that, they don't even come to the interview. They like, you know what? I don't want to have the interview at where you said I want to have it. I'm, I'm going to pull over right here and have this interview and I'm going to wear this I love carnivore shirt. And then after the interview, I'm going to make sure to tell everybody, yo, this vegetarian place sucks. They, 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 they running. They don't want to hire a real carnivore out here. I've been ready to work for them. Da, 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 da. And then don't even let you ask any questions. Are you going to hire that person? Who in their right mind? This dude wore a Kunta Kente shirt. Come on. So, like, when I see all these people online talking about Colin Kaepernick and whatnot, I'm like, these people are not entrepreneurs. They are not business people. These are people who, and I hate to say it, are employees, will never probably be an employer because the people who are employers feel the same way. They just not going to argue with the masses, which are the employees. Come on, man. Are y'all kidding me? So, I did it that. The second thing. A couple of weeks ago, I did a podcast, and that so that was my take on Colin Kaepernick, man. Think about it, man. I want y'all to hear both sides and how I'm thinking about it. I see what y'all saying, but this is what really happened. It don't work like that in business. Man, I, I think Stephen A. Smith said it best, man. Wherever you work, if you work for Dollar General, go up in there and wear a, a family dollar shirt. Uh, stand out in front of the store and tell everybody, man, family, Dollar General ain't paying nobody. They racist. They suck. 
And then go in there and ask them folks for a job and let me know how that works out for you. All right. Thing number two. So a few weeks ago, I went and saw the Joker movie with my man, Joaquin Phoenix. Y'all see that? I know I say his name because he's a great actor. And it sparked a few conversations with not only the people around me, with other people about this whole Heath Ledger thing. Now, let me state my credentials before I even started talking about acting and about playing your part. I am, I graduated from high school as an international thespian honor society student. I went to a primarily white high school and played characters such as Daddy Warbucks, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, Nick Bottom the Weaver from Midsummer's Night Dream. I was doing my darn thing. I'm familiar with acting. I know how it goes to get in the character. I know what kind of sacrifice you got to make. Everybody's talking about Heath Ledger is such a great person because he played Joker and he committed so much to the character that it caused him to ultimately and respectively caused him to take his life, even though there were some drugs involved. And if you go look up those drugs that are involved, there are drugs that people take when they're trying to hang out and, and, and have a good time. I, whatever. I get it. The problem I have with that is a couple of things. Number one, the Joker is a fictional character, bro. He's a fictional character. It ain't even like this dude is playing like, I don't know, Stalin or Hitler or Trump. or He's not playing no real life person who did some crazy stuff. He's playing a fictional character, bro. Not only that, let's be real. His name is The Joker. So if you didn't see this new movie where it takes the serious side... I, grew, I'm, I'm, I was born in 84, man. I remember Joker pulling out pistols that he pulled the trigger and a flag came out and said, bang. Like, really, my dude? Okay, cool. You want to say that he committed so much. He's such a great actor. He committed to a part of an insane, fictional person. But then I tell everybody, I just tell y'all to pause for a second. There was a woman by the name of Cicely Tyson. And Cicely Tyson has been playing slaves and she's played other roles, but she's been playing slaves for the better part of a quarter of a century. She has not yet once murdered a white man. She ain't went on a white killing spree. I haven't even, and she may have, but I haven't heard Cicely Tyson even be racist. And she's playing characters that are real. Slavery is real. Very real. Having to get, she's the star of the movie playing a, a, a decimate not only that an african-american woman playing a decimated role she didn't kill herself now far be it beyond me to judge you know i was an actor but i kind of feel like playing a slave when you're a black person and those are your ancestors could possibly depress you and make you commit to the character so much she's a damn good slave I don't think nobody would, 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 would go against that saying that Cicely Tyson plays a hell of a slave. Well, technically, we wouldn't know because none of us was around during slavery, but she's older. She's probably closer to it. I feel like having to be chained up and beat by some folks when I'm the star of the movie, that might send me into a depression. I might want to smoke or drink or do some drugs after that, but she didn't. So when I look at people talking about Heath Ledger, especially after my man Joaquin Phoenix did this last Joker um, impersonation, and like I haven't heard of him having no problems, but he was depicting some real stuff on the, in that movie, man. 
Like, I stand behind that movie, man. Go check that out. The latest Joker movie, the one that's not associated with DC. They're going to let you know about the mental health. I did a whole podcast about it. Go out and check it out. Uh, It's called The Joker. But it's just like, when I look at that, when I'm speaking, I'm speaking from somebody who, if you want to be quite honest, probably couldn't have gotten as many parts as I could have in high school because my high school was predominantly white at that time. Like, I probably could have been um, um, Romeo. I, ca- I probably could have been um, the, the handsome prince or somebody else. And I kind of understood what was going on because the roles that I was getting were like dominant roles. They were known roles, like famous people played these roles. I was Kaniki. I was Daddy Warbucks, you know, but it's just like I kind of felt like some of the ladies who were playing my counterpart, maybe their parents didn't want to see them kiss a black guy on stage. Not at that time. This was... Oh, 2000, 2001. So not at that time. But I'll say all of that to say I understand what it takes to get into a character and go into a role and the dedication that it takes. And we just got to look at things objectively here, man. You know, if if, if Heath Ledger is a great actor and, and, and should be known as one of the best actors because of his commitment to that role in The Joker, you know, we got to big up people like Cicely Tyson. We got to big up people like Forrest Whitaker. Hell, man, we can even take it so far. I'm going to digress. I ain't going to take it. Let's just be, you know, objective in the way that we think. So it's like even that conversation I don't have with people because I'm going to have to go into all of that. And then once you start giving good points, you know, it's real easy to be able to give in on it. So I don't even go into that one. And here's the third thing, man. And this is big. And I'm just going to keep it real, man. I'm just keeping it real right here, man. Obama. Barack Obama. Black president beautiful thing he made history he did a lot of good uh our kids will forever know about it their kids will forever know about it he broke the barriers being that first black guy to do anything first i.e even a mental health podcast but you're gonna get you're gonna be the sacrificial lamb i get it but just being objectively speaking one of the things that obama is most accredited for is obamacare now i'm gonna be real with y'all obamacare didn't hit me like that Because at that time, I was heavy with my therapist, who was a damn good therapist. I was making bountiful strides when it came to my mental health. And that law, and that law alone, removed my psychiatrist from my network. And to this day, I have struggled to find a psychiatrist that I can relate with in that way. Now, that's something that's historic. That's something that's beautiful, and I know that it's not just about me. It's about the millions of people who are able to take advantage of what's in place now with healthcare. but I'm able to look at it objectively, man. Like, black or not, Obama, since Obamacare been in, like, hell, if it's an emergency, you're going to wait 30 days to see a doctor. If you got a psychiatrist in a program, that program is probably out of your network now. So when people talk about how great Obamacare is, I have a different opinion with it. It hurt me. Obamacare didn't help me. And again, I know I'm just one person and 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 and, and you know the, the the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. I get it. But just in the way that I think and the way that I'm able to objectively approach things, you know, we as black people like to say that Obama did no wrong. I mean, we stick up for him and I mean, don't get me wrong, Obama's the man. I was riding for him after that. It's not like I was like, yo, I'm not going to vote in this party anymore or I'm not with his principles and whatnot. I'm just saying in that particular situation, I was able to objectively look at that and be like, as a black man, that hurt me. As a black man dealing with mental health, Obamacare hurt me. 
So those are three things I wanted to touch on, man. And they are um, hot topics. You know what I'm saying? They're sensitive subjects, but I'm able to look at them objectively and not just jump on the fad, man. Um, you know, and, and you will get to a point where you're able to look at things from this nature and, and it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean you're on one side or the other. We got to stop doing that. It just means you're a person who's able to look at things in a different way. And that's what ultimately all of this is about. When you're striving for greatness, there will be penalties. But it ain't for everybody. <laughs> I think I heard uh, Jay-Z say that at the beginning of the song Hollywood with Beyonce. It ain't for everybody. So if you're a person who's dealing with mental health, and you may be listening to my podcast and you may be like, man, like, how am I supposed to give all these people the benefit of the doubt? You're special. You are special. If you're able to deal with schizophrenia, bipolar, depression, anxiety, and you're smart enough to realize that, hey, you maybe can't get upset at some things that anybody would get upset at. Or, hey, this person doesn't truly understand and I'm OK with that. I'm not going to hold it against them. You're special. There will be penalties of greatness, but you still will be great. All right. So I'm going to end it on that note, man. Go out there. Be great, man. Be objective, man. Hopefully, if you're somebody who's been trying to change your life, you got to be the bigger person, man. Like in a way, not in a cocky or arrogant way, but in a way you kind of got to be like, yo, I'm better than that. You feel me? Like it, 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 it sucks, man. You got to know who you're dealing with. I see people all the time, man who say beautiful things and things that let me know that they're capable of thinking in a, in a, in a beautiful way. And then they ruin it by saying something that's just all the way ignorant. And I'm like, man, you, that's not gonna, that's a little wishy-washy, you know, that's not going to help you stay on the path of greatness, man. You got to be that bigger person. You got to take your licks. You got to be a sacrificial lamb. I'm doing this mental health thing right now. And I'm looking at my numbers and I'm going to be honest with you. When I first started this, I really did want to touch African-American men, but it's women who listen to a majority of my podcast. And I don't have no problem with that, but it's just like, I got to look at it objectively. I got to reach the people I can reach, you know, um, help the people I can help and move forward. There will be criticism. There will be bumps on the path of greatness, man. So, yo, I'm going to leave it at that. Listen, y'all already know Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, FM Radio, Anchor, Spreaker. Go search Medicine Ball under podcast. It is available on all platforms. I'm now in about 20, 25 different countries. We doing the darn thing. Like, share, subscribe. This is episode 19. You already know episode 24. I'm ending it. Um a lot of good stuff coming up here in this next season, man. So stay on board. Yo, go to Facebook and follow the Medicine Ball page. Like it or like the group so you can get these exclusive updates. Uh, coming up in season two, I have already decided I'm going to be doing two podcasts a week. But if you're not part of the groups and you're not part of the special family, you're not going to have access to that exclusive content. I'm going to start doing a 15-minute Wednesday um, podcast where I just give you a tip for the week or I might even reach out to people and see what they want to hear on top of the every Friday podcast all right so like share subscribe remember we have to talk about this mental health thing man 
We have to make it cool to talk about this. We have to make it cool to address this and we have to do it without making people feel bad or ashamed about it. This is important. This thing reaches as far as cancer in some situations. If you're listening to this, you definitely know someone who's going through some type of mental health illness if you are not that person yourself. Like, subscribe, share, share, share. Follow me on Twitter, LS3Ball. I'm posting as much as I can. Um, I got a new Instagram page coming. The last Instagram page, as you guys know, I do music. So I'm going to keep that one focused on music. And I'm going to launch a new one just for Medicine Ball. So I really need y'all support. And I'm depending on y'all to let's get these numbers up, man. Um, I have a Jordan giveaway that I'm going to have coming up. An exclusive uh, pair of Jordans I'm going to give away, man. And I'm going to do something for the ladies as well. I'm just trying to work on the details about that. But, yo, go subscribe, like, and share, man, okay? Again, Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. You could have chose to be anywhere in the world today, and you chose to be with me. And I do not take that lightly. You are taking the first step, and it's all about changing the way you think, man. So, listen, you got this. I believe in you. Another week, another opportunity to be great. Keep your head up. Focus. I love y'all. I'm out. Yeah, yeah.